Ready? breezy it's quite rainy welcome to rhythm and pixels the video game music podcast this is episode 13-4 and we are both of your hosts one half of them is me rob nichols the other half is me hungry 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 pernell that's the one hungry hungry pernell (laughs) i have a bag of marbles here i'm just waiting to tear into he's got a bag full of marbles Right here. <laughs> Creamy dill pickle flavored marbles. The best kind. <laughs> I actually went to the store and when I bought those, the clerk actually was talking to me and she goes, are those really good? Everyone, they seem to sell fast. I'm like, they are good. They are, I would say they're the best hers chip out there at this point. And she she challenged me. She's like, let me see. You're telling me the next time I see you, if they're not good, you're going to give me my money back. I was like, I think they're so good. I'm not even phased by that. You're on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take a bag of chips. You did the, you the p- potato chip challenge. That's right. I'll see her next week, and I'm going to ask her, too. Like, how are the chips? How are the chips? And will you marry me? Maybe. <laughs> she is nice. You never know. You never know. You never know where potato chips will, will take you. I ain't going to lie, though. Just for the sake of oddity, wouldn't it be, how weird would it be if that somehow became my story? Like, that was your how story. did you meet? How did you guys meet? You're getting married today. You had a fantastic relationship. <laughs> no. But I have to know how did it start? I challenged her to eat a bag of creamy dill pickle potato chips, and she bit. And these are our children. <laughs> Ruffled and lattice cut. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lattice. Actually, that would be good. The boy would be named Ruffle. They call him Ruff. Right. And then the the girl's name would be Lattice. They call her Latisse. Latisse. I love it. Latisse cut. They actually mispronounced her name, but no one's going to correct her because the real <laughs> pronunciation is far stranger. Okay. Seriously, everybody, this is this is a video game music podcast. Not uh, sit around and talk about not a potato chip proposal podcast. <laughs> potato chip proposal, but seriously, if you've had a potato chip proposal, write in rhythmandpixels at hotmail dot com. <laughs> no, it's going to. But if they did, if they did, go. If, you know, if this is eight years in the future and you're going back and discovering our podcast, and you're like, oh, I wonder what these guys were talking about. Oh my god, I did the same thing. Well, there you go. I proposed over a bag of potato chips. The best kind. Or maybe he was from the UK and he called them crisps and they were eating, I don't know, Brit flavored, Brit flavored. <laughs> they actually are made with real Brits. Come <laughs> made on. with bro. real Brits. <laughs> Tastes like a British oil. We're off to a great start. Yes, we are. Um, all right. So at the top of the show, I want to mention that um, next week, which will actually probably be this week, the week that you're listening to the show, we are going to be having a Patreon exclusive live stream. So if you are a supporter of the show via our Patreon, patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels. Um, you'll have access to us recording the show live, and we are going to be doing a Patreon-exclusive member-suggested track episode. Yes. So if you are a member of Patreon, or if you've ever have been a member of Patreon, if you've ever thought about being a member of the Patreon... That's fine. Of the Patreon. Of the Patreon. The only one there is. Go ahead and just send us a track via the email, over Facebook, be, over Twitter. 
I'll, I'll stack it down. Send multiple tracks. Like, send, like, three. Yeah. For various reasons. If you want to write down why you like them, that'd be great. If not, we'll just make up the reason. That, that sounds like it could be fun. I think we should actually just do that instead. Now, I want the actuals, but if they don't, I am totally fine with trying to make it up. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't, I'm just going to tease right now that we're going to have a special crossover episode with the VGM Jukebox. Um, that'll probably be in the next month. And also a special crossover episode with Ed Wilson from Pixel Tunes Radio. Should be a jam. I love that stuff. And then you and I are going to just go and go on vacation and just forget the rest of this mess. Hey, Brian, <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll yell at the Facebook page to give them the wish it luck. Like, here's a track I'm playing right. on the beach. Or in my case, here's a track I'm playing stranded in the airport. <laughs> yeah, I think I think beach tracks might be on, on the list here. Because I'm going to be on the beach in the sun. Fun, in the, fun in the sun. Butter in the sun, but keep your wallet in check because they want every dime when you go. No, yeah, yeah. I, I read online that there is an uh, In the Groove 2 Dedicab. Are you st- You're serious! In Bethany, where I'm staying, in the oh. Delaware, Delaware Beach community. <laughs> I'm going on vacation to the beach. What are you going to do on the beach? I'm playing DDR. Same thing I do at home. <laughs> but then again, that's, I can't knock that. I can't. That's, no, I can't. I don't, I don't have access to a machine like this normally, so I'm going to play it. I thought you did have it in the groove two up here somewhere. Nope, nowhere. The only one that's around is about two hours away. So I'm driving two hours south to the beach to play this game. No, no, to hang out with my family. And, and get them to the play the game. And probably just read a book and ignore them for a while. <laughs> That's what you know what I'm talking say. about. Yeah, <laughs> typical family interaction. That's right. Okay. Um, the topic today. Well, apparently it's going to be weird between the two. It was based on Rob's earlier teaser to me. But, but the topic itself is infiltration. You said infiltration. Infiltration. I took you at your word. And this is why I'm concerned, because I'm expecting him to send a, submit a bunch of plumbing-based tracks, <laughs> or tracks sponsored by Keurig, or <laughs> tracks sponsored by some oh, other... like filter, fil- like filtration. That's where my brain is, because I don't know what you're talking uh, about. This is infiltration. Yes, I know, All right. but you're different, <laughs> so this could be anything. <laughs> I'm acting weird tonight. No, it's been a crazy week. So, infiltration. I, could, I picked a bunch of tracks for this, and looking at your set list that you, that you sent over to me over Facebook, I'm like, we actually picked some of the same games. And I think one of the Seriously? Same tra- yeah. And, I, and then I came home, and I thought, you know what? No way. I know exactly what I'm picking, Phil, for the, uh, the topic infiltration. Okay. You're going to, if these aren't the same tracks before before we log off, you'll have to already say what some of these same game I tracks are. I am starting dun, dun, dun. with a track. And this is the most important track for this. The theme of Jury from the game Street Fighter 4 for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 composed by Hideyuki Fukasawa. And Pranel's face is very confused. What? This is the theme of Jury from Street Fighter 4 for the topic Infiltration. Is it because she's a spy? You have to listen. Okay, okay, let's listen. <laughs> like, that's going to help. <laughs> it probably won't, but I'll give it a try.
This is a track. This is the theme of Jury from the game Street Fighter 4 for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3, composed by Hideyuki Fukasawa. And do you know where Jury is from? Infiltration. Korea. Are you talking about military infiltration? <laughs> Jury is from Korea and is the main play is the main character was was the original main character of the professional street fighter player named infiltration in all of this episode i'm going to play the main characters from the probably one of the greatest if not the greatest street fighter 4 and street fighter 5 player in the world infiltration that you <laughs> diabolical <laughs> that is good a uh, real name is lee sun woo um, he got his name from uh, Metal Gear Solid. That is 100% you, by the way. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I get it now. I he, get it. He mains a ton of different characters, but um, being from Korea and being one of the, the one of the first and one of like the biggest um, top professional Street Fighter players from Korea, he has to play Jury. Or he ha- he felt like he had to play Jury. And Jury's a represent. super... Represent his country, represent one of the most technical characters in Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5 very difficult to play at a high level and he has won a ton of tournaments. Would you say he's one of like the top five right now? Right now, maybe. It's tough as I haven't been following. <laughs> I can definitely <laughs> understand that. I mean, honestly. I'll tell you this. He was the Evo champion. Evolution Tournament Series champion in 2012 using Jury. Oh, cool. Uh, 2016 in Street Fighter Five using Nash. Oh, nice. But because he didn't place first doesn't mean he placed third in 2010, 2013, 2015. Was he there in 2017? Um, I want to say he was. No, I'm not sure if he was. So this past year, he got married, and he sort of like kind of fell off the map for a while and decided to hold back. And in the end of 2016, there was kind of a thing from the Capcom Pro Tour saying that like he was... Um, kind of stacking the deck by going to too many tournaments. And so he decided to stay in his hometown of Korea and support the local scene there. And by hosting tournaments and trying to get the uh, the local... The scene. The scene up and, and get the, uh, the the talent up, too. So I think that's really cool. I mean, because, you know, South Korea is famous for esports, but mainly for games like League of Legends and, and things like that. Not, not so much fighting games. So, yeah. So this whole episode is about infiltration. Lee Sun-woo. <laughs> I love how we have it's like the same topic but it's two to same episode name but two completely different topics across the side no, this, man, this is my kind of episode this man is a master so I'm just gonna have I'm just gonna give like uh, uh, infiltration um, trivia throughout the whole episode so he plays with a bat <laughs> don't top. use it all up no, I'm giving you one he plays with a bat top joystick what's a bat top it's the American style joystick where it looks like a, it's a shaped like a bat Rather than like a little ball on top, which oh. is Japanese style. Interesting. He plays with a bat top. So that's what we grew up playing. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. There you go. That's what he plays with. <laughs> Don't stop it. <laughs> that's it. Bad Robert. Oh, oh, you went there. I didn't go anywhere else. I don't know where you were going. I'm just laughing because like that's trivia. He plays with this kind of joystick. Ta-da! <laughs> well, it is trivia. I mean, it's not like. Did you know that he works at a bank from nine to five Monday through Friday? That's not much better. Uh, um, he is part of the team called Graft, which I think it's an Asian, like team, at the Pan Asian team of like Korea and China, Japan. You're just eating chips on the air now, and um, but for the longest time he was part of a Reddit uh, team that was called 
oh goodness, I can't remember. It was something. It was something dumb related to um, the Illuminati. <laughs> but like, it was sponsored by like Reddit users, um, and he would just be super drunk, drinking soju at these tournaments and just just taking care of everybody. It was really funny. He's a good player. He's a good player. He seems like a really nice guy, um, and he just he just supports the scene. I can appreciate something like that. See, that sounds like that sounds like a, a Street Fighter player that I could get along with. No, you you would like him a lot. He's got a lot of flair and he's got a lot of style and he's got a ton of skill. And yet, you didn't mention pizzazz. Um, he he shows off a little pizzazz, and I'll talk about that later on in the show. There's more to say. <laughs> um, yeah, that's infiltration. So, what's up for you? What's your next? What's your first? What's your first track in the real infiltration world? Hey, there all is all infiltration here. I know. I, I had some of your same tracks, but I think I talked about that. So my first track is from a game that may come up later in uh, another in the Pixel Play segment, but I've been putting it off. Okay. But this is from the game Robbie Reby, and the track title is called Inside UPRPRC, <laughs> composed by <laughs> Trio Dust. You're going to have to repeat that later. All right, Trio Dust. Bet. You're listening to the track Inside UPRPRC, you prick, prick whatever, from the game Robbie <laughs> Reby, composed by Trio Dust. This is, I like this track. It reminds me a bit of the, the group Justice, which is like a kind of a dance group from, hmm. I guess, uh, five or six years ago. They were real big. Um, yeah, it reminds me of Justice. It reminds me a little bit of Dead Mouse. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that comp that comp. What was this group called again? Trio Dust? Oh, it's a person. Like I guess it's like a, it was originally like a sort of Dojin game, but they were it was developed by like a small group of people. Mm-hmm. But um it was like three different composers on the game proper, but the composer of this one just goes by Trio Dust. Huh. Is it the the Gold Dust Trio, a group of promoters who controlled the world of professional wrestling during the nineteen twenties? Probably not. Actually it might be. <laughs> Gold Dust's new career. Okay. <laughs> he, might, he might still wrestle for all I know. Oh, Wikipedia has no help. 
As it's not. It's never helpful. All right, so Rabbi Rebe is not about a rabbi. It is not about a rabbi, but you know, now I want a game about a rabbi. Scantily clad, cute anime girls in a bullet hell situation? Yes. Yes. Tell me about this game. So, man, this is... Cut to the the chase, tell me. So it's essentially a game where you are a rabbit girl who was originally a rabbit, then became a rabbit girl, doesn't know why, is now hunting. Story of my life for now. Who is now looking for answers as to why these things have occurred and why she's in this weird place and whatnot and why she's who she is. And you, that that acronym actually stands for something really odd. Okay. It stands for Usagi Pero Pero Club, which apparently, I looked this up, somebody had mentioned it. Pero Pero is the sound effect for licking. Okay, so and so Usagi basically it's bunny. the rabbit licking club. Yeah. How oh, weird. Because the main enemies in the game are a a group of women mm-hmm. that are obsessed with rabbits. Okay. And they are trying to capture you with force. <laughs> so that is the game. So so you you're you were a bunny, turned into a bunny girl, and then a group of women who are obsessed with rabbits are chasing you. Yes. And that's the game. That's the game. I like it. But it's really good. It's really good. Is this a recent game then? Uh, 2017 in the States. All right. But uh, I think it's, it was on Steam maybe in 2016 even. Cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. So it's, it's a good one. Well, the gameplay looked really neat. Yeah. I'm into that. So infiltration is... So in the case of why this is infiltration, well, as I mentioned the acronym name... This is the track that plays when you breach their base, so to speak. It's a very small level, surprisingly enough, and you're only there to ultimately get a pair of double jump shoes. But hey, whatever. Nice, well not double jump, but high jump shoes. So the the women who are in the bunny club who are chasing you have their own base. Yes. And then you, as the bunny girl, infiltrate their base to get double jump shoes. Yes. I mean, you're a bunny. It makes sense. Yeah, you gotta jump. Yeah, I get it. Bunny's got a bunny. Bunny's got a bunny. Bunnies be bunnying. All the time. If they be be bunnying and not bunnying, I'd be worried. It's the ABCs of bunnies. Always be bunnying. That that that's not that doesn't start with C. <laughs> that, that's the ABBs. ABBs. That's the ABBs. Oh buddy. my gosh, this is quite an episode for now. Well, I like this topic. Last last week you got in the car and I was like, we were playing uh, board games. What was it Sunday Saturday? Saturday I think. Saturday. Um, so big shout out to um, How to Serve Man. That was a fun one. Yes, it was. So check that game out. But now you were getting in the car and I was like, "What's our topic on Thursday?" And you said, "Let's do infiltration." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Way to just come up with that out of your back pocket. But whatever. All right. I just see words printed on paper sometimes and go, "That will make a great topic." <laughs> Ooh, I like this track a lot. I'm glad it's addictive to you too, because I can listen to this track for 30 minute loops. It, it's yeah, it's short, but it's got a lot going on, and it's very. Uh, it, I think it's the tempo, like it's not too fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just right, like a good bowl of porridge. <laughs> bowl, oh, like the for porridge. the ears. For the ears. For the ears. My left ear is too hot. My right ear is just right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes, I know it is. I know how it goes. <laughs> I know. I know you. Come on. Um, so my next track is the theme of Hakan from Street Fighter 4. Actually, it was Street Fighter. It was Ultra Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. I think Hakan was released. 
on this is again for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. Again, composed by Hideyuki Fukasawa, the Oil King theme of Hakan. Hakan? <laughs> Slipping and sliding. <laughs> This is the theme of Hakan from the game Street Fighter 4, Ultra Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, composed by Hideyuki Fukasawa. Now I have to ask, All right. what is it about this character that his OST track would include sound effects like boing, like cartoon bouncing I, He sounds. was kind of the joke character of Street Fighter 4. I mean, not really the joke. He was goofy. He was goofy looking. I mean, his power-up was like... He had to get him oily so that he could do power moves. So he would actually douse himself with a jar of oil. Yeah, he would douse himself. He was a Turkish oil wrestler. He would douse oil on himself, and with the maximum amount of oil, then he could do moves super far away and like command grabs. He was a grappler from super far away. So he would like slide into yeah, you and exactly. grab you. Really, really annoying to use. Really hard to play against. Really a dumb, not a strong character. Really low, low damage, low health. But and, and apparently inf infiltration made it work. Infiltration famously has maimed like six or seven characters in every single game. So Evolution 2013. He's been playing Jury the entire time. Mm -hmm. He gets knocked into the loser's bracket. He's in the loser's final. Now in the loser's bracket, are you able to climb back out? Or are you yes, pretty much locked yeah, it's in? Double elimination. He's in the loser's bracket. He's up against Puerto Rican Balrog. P.R. Balrog. Um, um, what's his name? Fernando? I forget. That guy's amazing. That guy's like super cool. He's one of my favorite Street Fighter, pro Street Fighter players. He plays Balrog and head to head, right? Mm -hmm. He's playing Jury and he's getting beat because in, uh, PR Balrog has trained against Jury. Knowing that he people that like him would use him. Right. Like Never had any idea in the world that infiltration would counterpick. Hakan. <laughs> <laughs> and it the crowd goes nuts and infiltration sweeps him. 
Well, I can understand because yeah. if you said he's the joke character in the game, that also means that most people probably don't even use him seriously. Don't use him too seriously and, and didn't expect it at a high, high level play at Evolution. Um, again, I, uh, Infiltration only placed third at the end of 2013. But with such a move, I mean, that was, that was a classy <laughs> yeah. third. Classy third. I think I think as a double elimination, it's third and fourth. So he shares that with PR Balrog. But an amazing match. And that's another reason why I love Infiltration, to, to, to pull that out. Not just to be like, hey, I'm pulling out Hakan just to throw the match. No, he pulled out Hakan to win the tournament. Man. That, that was like his thing. Here I am thinking I could do something with freaking Crimson Viper. And this guy's coming out with oil wrestling Hakan and mud stomping. So for the first few months of Street Fighter V and the Pro Tour, he was undefeated for every tournament of Street Fighter V during the Pro Tour. Whoa. He eventually lost to Tokido at the CEO tournament in Florida 2016. I assume people lost their stuff over it too by virtue of just how long he went. Yes, very, very much. But yeah, that's cool. Um, it was a it was a big deal. It was really fun to watch. Um, Evo always takes place in uh, Las Vegas in July or June or July of every year. So I end up watching, staying up very late to watch it on uh, Twitch. Well, I can say, like, I'm not big on playing fighters unless I'm just goofing off because I like like the character design or the music. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I can say that I agree in the sense that watching is exciting. I went to a fighting game tournament, Winter Brawl, in this area. Yeah, Winter Brawl's months awesome. Months ago. And I was there just watching a couple terms like Guilty Gear. Um, there was a Blast Blue tournament, Street Fighter Five, and I was legitimately captivated mm. by these matches because everyone around me was yelling and screaming, oh, getting excited. When and the crowd upsets. is when the crowd is hyped up, you can't help but feel that excitement. It's like going to it's like going to a sports match, feeling everybody around you, and if you get invested into the game. Especially Guilty Gear. People get crazy over Guilty Gear. Yeah, it's such a fast-paced game. Mix-ups and change-ups happen fast. How Blast Blue is, too. Totally, yeah. They're all speedy titles. Mm. But, like, yeah, I, I can agree with it. And watching these battles is worth its weight in gold. I just wish I was good enough to be a part of the cheer. <laughs> I know. Instead of having the bullpen. You know, but a lot of it is, like, you know, people, people play on their own, and they do the best they can for themselves. But ultimately, if you don't feel like you're going to devote the time to be that top of a player... It's still fun to, to at least understand how the game is played and then to watch these top players and, and to have a better understanding of like what they're doing and why this is considered high-level play. This is true. It's really fun to watch. As in, this is a character I can't use for squash. He's too technical. <laughs> oh my god, he's doing it! Exactly. Um, but yeah, so Hakan, Street Fighter Four. I, I love this uh, the song of his. I, I like all of the... Uh, I like the weird sound effects. Boing. There was again. <laughs> the boings. Yeah, I like all of it. All right, so what's your second track? Well, going back to the other definition of infiltration. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to go with my next track, which is one of my favorite game tracks from this particular game. Okay. It's from the game Breath of Fire 3, and the track title is called Take It and Run, and it's composed by Yoshino Aoki and Akari Kaida.
Sneak. Sneak, sneak. Psst. You in the corner. Yo, what's up? You're listening to Take It and Run from the game Breath of Fire 3. Stop. Run? Or wait. Take it! Take run! Get out of here! Let's go! <laughs> Take it run from the game Breath of Fire 3, composed by Yoshino Aoki and Where am I going? Kaida. You're going to... You're, I don't know where you're going. I have the treasure. You can go where you want. There's someone has a breath of fire. <laughs> someone has a breath of fire. The best breath of fire. That was the best joke I've ever made on this show. <laughs> someone has a breath of fire! <laughs> Three! I said the title in a possessive manner. This is perfect. This track, I don't even remember, I don't know if it plays in multiple places in the game, but I know the most iconic place it plays is there's a sequence in the game where during the main character's early years, because this is one of those cool Breath of Fires where you're a child and an adult, um, you have a mission where you break into a mansion intent on stealing ill-gotten funds to return them to the populace that exists around the in the general area so basically like i guess it's like maybe a mayor or a president or something but essentially you're running around the house in the dark dodging guards and fighting spooky spooky ghosts it's actually pretty cool and was a very unexpected thing to encounter in this game and i feel as though this is a perfect track to accompany a sense of sneaking around infiltrating a place you are not supposed to be and doing it with style and pizzazz. Oh, I like it. Well, this song has style. This song is dripping with style. Yes, and just oh, when you think it's over, there's more. There is. There's so much to this track, and it all it all revolves around the boom, 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 boom. There it is. Yeah, so good. Going to go sneak around. <laughs> Get me some ham and eggs. Going to sneak around. Don't. <laughs> Touch the egg if you want to get busted. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do like this jam. And it's a good jam. It's I've always had a fondness for the Breath of Fire OSTs, and it's a wonder I don't get more of their tracks yeah. onto the show. Maybe that'll change in the future if I can think of enough topics that will accommodate them all. But uh, I could definitely say that this wasn't the inspiration for choosing Infiltration, but the moment the idea came to mind, it was an immediate, like, this has got to be one of them. It has to be. It's perfect. Mm. So I don't know else what it would have been. What other topics could have been under just smooth, smooth awesomeness? I don't know. Yeah, I think it fit. I think it's a good. It's a good way to to put a topic around like a feeling around the song because mm. it got the feeling around this song. Yes, I like it. I like it a lot, Pernell. So let's see. What do you have an infiltration track that can balance out against this guy? Oh, uh, maybe. I think it might actually fit a little bit more. Nah kidding <laughs> nah. this is the sneaky Pete theme from street fighter 6 superstar professional street fighter player from korea infiltration lee song woo this is his current main or at least the one he's using the most right now on the pro tour this is uh, the theme of manat who was introduced in season three hmm. uh, she fights with an orb and she is from egypt Oh, well, yeah, we'll do the track, but I think I know who you're yes. talking about. This is for the PlayStation 4, composed by Keiki Kobayashi.
Yes, Purnell. That is the theme of Manat from Street Fighter V for the PlayStation 4, composed by Keiki Kobayashi. Okay, so you need to tell me about the character that possesses this theme that is going to be my main when I buy the game next week. I don't know, man. She is very difficult to play. Again, like Jury, this is a super technical character. And doing big flashy combos takes a ton of practice. In a game where doing big flashy combos does not take a whole lot of practice at all. Um, she is... Her character is the disciple of Rose from the Street Fighter Alpha series. Oh, the magic bolts and the yellow scarf. Yeah, so it kind of all fits together. She fights with a kind of a crystal ball that she can throw out with like a fireball motion. Uh-huh. And it stays out and you can recall it and it'll hit him on the way back. So her combos involve like shooting it out, catching him with it on the way back, and then when it hits him, throwing him into a combo that way. So does it release any sort of aura around it while it's hovering out or does it just, it just orb it, in the air? It just sits there. Wow. Crazy. And also, when she has the orb in her hand and she attacks, her range is that much longer. And then when it's out of her hands, her range is that much shorter. Oh. It's really cool. She's a very awesome character. Like, her design is super neat looking. And the music is just, it's a, its incredible, right? It's, it's, she sounds like someone that would yeah. be more fitting in like a Blast Blue game. Yeah, it's very, it, it's, but she's, a, again, because of the way she fights, she, it's kind of, she, she moves very slowly. Um, she kind of plays more like um, you would play her like you would play Dalsim, like a lot of zoning. Uh huh. Um, so they're not rushing anybody down like you would in Blast Blue. I don't think Which there's any zoning characters in Blast Blue. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say my my main gameplay style when I do play fires is straight rushing. Like yeah. I'm just I'm trying to overwhelm a player, so, and when I can't pull that off, well, just hang it up. That's yeah. all I got. <laughs> yeah, Manonit does not play that way, which actually fits a lot with Infiltration's play style, which he does a lot of defensive play. Um, he switches things up to offensive just to throw his opponents off. I think everyone does that. Yeah. But Manat is not a rushdown offensive character. She plays very strongly in the neutral. And she has absolutely no options if she needs to ever switch it up to an offensive rush? Not so much. Her normals, I think she has her normal like light punches and kicks are not so fast. So join us next week on Rhythm and Pixels. <laughs> Fighting game, you know, spectator yeah. announcement ship as we're going to go through the Street Fighter fight. I can't. You love this track, though, right? There, oh, no, no. This track is legitimately boss. Like, I, you booted it up, and I am seriously contemplating buying the game. No, or, I mean, I know you're not going to play it that much. Buy the soundtrack. If you can get the soundtrack, get the soundtrack. It's like. All of the songs in the soundtrack are amazing. All the original music is really good. Is there anything that's on tier with this, though? Because this is the top stuff right now. My this last track tech. my last track is a remix of, I think, is probably the best track in the game. I don't know, man. Could this be. track this, is, this is better than that. Um, a couple weeks ago, I played a theme from the new character, Falk, which is awesome. Was Falk the, the ice Russian princess? No, she has a stick. She fights with a stick. She, she was just released. She was the last character to be released. Um, as of May 2018 that we're talking. Intriguing. Um, yeah, they're releasing new characters every yeah. few months. Yeah, I need to get on this OST then. This is yeah, going to end up my it's rotation. really good. The only, only, only uh, songs that I don't like, I don't like Ken's theme so much. It's kind of whaley guitar. And I don't like Abigail's theme because it's just so heavy. Well, it's Abigail's a pretty large man. Yeah, yeah, you'd imagine it's supposed to be some heavy metal stuff, but for me, it's just too much. Like, for the game, I want to hear stuff like this. I'm actually kind of sad he didn't just take the Bay Area or the Bathroom Bullies theme from Final Fight and <laughs> I, just work that into I it. I should compare the two. They might, they might be similar. But no, this is the kind of stuff I like. To me, this reminds me a lot of Sagat's theme from Street Fighter 2, but in more of a 
this is just better way. Yeah, kind of a dream theater, like guitar and strings. It's crazy. I, I love this music. Imagine orb tossing dragons. Yeah, I stand by it. Street Fighter Five is a great fighting game. If if you want to play fighting games, Street Fighter Five is a great intro into it because it's not super hard to learn. It's super hard to win. It <laughs> is hard to win. Hard to win. But this music is is incredible. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying it. This is a thank you for bringing this on the show because, like I said, newly added to the rotation. Now I feel, I don't feel so confident. My last choice. Uh, what's your last choice, man? What's your last choice? It's that? not this. No, 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 no. I, I saw, I saw your list, Pernell. That's why I decided to. Uh, to do it. <laughs> Actually, I gotta ask before I choose my track. What was one of the ones you said was the exact same thing that you that you didn't go with? It was from the game Monaco. Oh, you had a track from Monaco. Yes. Oh, well, there we go. And was it the same track I'm about to name right now? I, You know what? I'm not super sure. Why don't you name it? All right, well, the track I'm going to go with here, I had two to go with, but I think this is the best one. All right, here it comes. Hijack at the Hairpin. Nope. I love that <laughs> name. <laughs> was it going to be Foreign Affairs? Um, no, no, it wasn't. Oh, good, good. <laughs> but they're both fantastic tunes, but Hijack really at the good. Hairpin is just a beast. So that's the track I selected from the game Monaco. Which yours is mine, composed by Austin Wintery, mm. a new name for the show. No, I've, no, I've been playing him before. He's a great composer. Are you serious? Absolutely. Ah, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. He did work on Journey. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he's a he's a great composer. I like him a lot. Good guy. Well, he's time to hear more of his legit stuff. that fantastic piece you just listened to the hijack at the hairpin from the game monaco oh pernell that was a wonderful track (laughs) (laughs) you're quietly this track was composed by austin wintery and i i swear this ost (laughs) for this game that's cool is the perfect encapsulation 
of what I'd consider to be like a classic, like maybe even black and white silent film heist film, like those classic films that you get back in like the sixties and fifties. Yeah, you get the guys walking trying to break in the bank or fumbling into a bank to be more specific. But uh, the, just that kind of music, that style of music with all the wacky hijinks that ensues when you just hope the guys get it right, but you know something bad is going to go wrong when they try. <laughs> and this game, the game itself even, I haven't, I've only gotten to play it once for Pernell and Matt play games, and I want to go back to play more of it because we never finished it, but it is ripe with hilarity. You are essentially a team of burglars Pulling off various heists, whether you're breaking into a bank or to like an abandoned war, not abandoned, but you know, like a, uh, I guess to say a, a wharf, like a wharf that's like pretty much fully, compi- I don't know, I'm rambling. Anyway, the point <laughs> is... You're breaking into things. You're breaking into things. Yes. Populated by guards yes. and malicious fanged beasts, <laughs> aka dogs. Cool. And uh, every character has their own little specialty. You might have a character who goes by the mole, and Matt and I would make funny accents to like moral bigs do holes mole no dog <laughs> it's like, just uh. like like this russian mole guy and his whole thing is like he just digs tunnels oh my god and um the cleaner he's the only guy that can knock people out and drag them off cool um and i can't remember if there's like a character that can like do like major lock picking and stuff like that but you have to use all these talents in unison to pull off amazing heists preferably in record time and the color is like it's a very colorful game and all is very pronounced and well accented it's just game one of those games i don't think i ever hear people talk about either which is sad when it came out it was really uh, a thing it was very unique and people were a lot of people were talking about it at the time yeah but you know like but you know how it goes things get lost in the shuffle mm. like i feel like it's almost weird you ever wonder about this so yes and maybe it's just because we're older <laughs> yes but Oh, stop. <laughs> but, uh, so, yes. you think about classic games like Super Nintendo's and Genesis and whatnot, yeah. NES, and to this day, like, we will talk up some re- really old classic games, and for good reason, they're classic titles. Mm-hmm. But the further into the future we get, the more forgotten titles flow or fall through the cracks. And I'm not sure if it's because we got older, so we had less time, or if we got older, so our memory wasn't as good. You remember, we remember things that had a really memorable mascot. That's usually a helpful <laughs> tool. Like Bubsy yeah. or Punky Skunk. I don't <laughs> remember Punky Skunk at <laughs> or all. Or Possum Mole. <laughs> oh, yeah, Possum. Oh my god, or, or awesome possum. Or decap attack. <laughs> yeah, the mummy man. Booger. Chuck, that's why his name was Chuck D. Head. Chuck D. Head. Or Booger Man from the Genesis game Booger. Booger Man. Spot. Spot. Cool spot. So many freaking cool spot. mascots. Cool spot stood up on its own. Yeah. School spot. School, school, school spot. School spot. Stay in school, kids, and drink lots of soda. <laughs> school spot. School spot. There's a middle school. That was 7 Up, right? Yeah. That was the spot. And it's kind of sad that that mascot and actually any advertisements for it whatsoever disappeared after Orlando Blooms, or was it Orlando Jones? One of them was like the Seven Up Yours. That was the last ad campaign they had. And no, that was years ago. Seven, I'm thinking of Sprite. I get Seven Up confused with Sprite. Yeah, Sprite was the Obey Your Thirst thing. Yes. They have like a lot of, and they actually had a mascot, but it got very little buzz. Like I used to have, <laughs> I used to have so all I can imagine is Bubsy as the mascot for Sprite. 
Oh, that'd be horrible. I'm Bubsy the cat. I nobody loves me, but apparently I got a <laughs> I'm Bubsy the cat. Nobody loves me. <laughs> the Drink Sprite. Drink Sprite. Nobody loves me, but everyone loves this drink for some reason. <laughs> Why can't I be like a bottle of Sprite? Uh, but essentially, Bubsy. God, I don't. God, Bubsy's terrible. And yet he somehow came back. Someone brought him back from the dead. And I heard the game actually isn't half bad. It's weird stuff, I tell you. It's a pachinko? It's pachinko. <laughs> no, Konami isn't running Bubsy. <laughs> it's uh, Bubsy pachinko. <laughs> but, like, I just, but it's amazing, like, even though, I mean, because nowadays, I mean, there's not a lot of mascot characters that I think about. There's more, there's more so characters no in general. Mas- no new mascot characters as much. Yeah, and which also gets me to the thing, like, what's the difference between, like, a general character for a franchise versus a bona fide mascot character? Because, I, I mean, there's Kratos, but I don't consider Kratos a mascot, even though he's very popular. I, I think it's gotta be family, family-friendly. Right? It's gotta be, like, cartoony to a point. Can't be a rabid. Can't be a rabbit. Rabbit was a great character. Mm-hmm. He, he was Ubisoft's mascot for a while, well, unoffic- unofficial one. Ray Rayman's a mascot, right? Yeah, but then the rabbits for a little while sort of were meant to take over that. But we still consider him a mascot. I think so, but yeah. I consider him the mascot for, of all things, believe it or not, the Jaguar. Yes. Even though it makes no sense because it became a multi-platform system game, but at the time, he was the Jaguar's mascot for me. Uh, and that was the only game I wanted on a Jaguar. Did I ever tell you about the time we called Atari um, technical support for the Atari Jaguar back when we were in high school? Did you dial the right phone number into yeah. the actual controller pad? No, well, we had a somewhat, we were used to, we used to collect classic games back in high school, and one of them was the Atari Jaguar, and we were trying to find every game we could for it. And we were just messing around one day, and we found that there was like, a, you need technical help? Call the Atari helpline. And we were like, haha, no one's going to answer that. So we called it, and a bunch of guys answered it. <laughs> How the heck did that go? Um, they were like, what, do you need help with your system? And we said, oh, no, we didn't think anyone would be here. And they said, yeah, we'd be here. Don't waste our time. And they hung up. Which I'm surprised they'd say, because don't they charge per minute? No, it was like an 800 number or something. Uh, Oh, the free line. Yeah, it wasn't like the Nintendo helpline. Do you ever call that for like a broken Game Boy or something? 1-800-255-3700. Yeah, I had my, my Game Boy busted when I was a kid. Ring, ring, ring. Nintendo speaking. Out. They helped me out. I was amazed. God. Next, between the next track, I'm going to have to find that track. I wonder if that out, is out somewhere. There was a song that a friend put me on two years ago, and the whole song was specific, it was like a minute long, and it was yeah. just about the Nintendo help long. Oh, we got to find that. Two five five three seven zero zero. Ring, ring, ring. Nintendo speaking. Uh, it was oh, yeah, a- that'd be fun to play. We got to find that one. But actually, right now, it's something for. It's a different time. It's different times for a different audience. Oh, really? Yes. It's time for. Something for our more mature audience. Something only our our more educated listeners will be into. Something the, the bonus round after <laughs> our special bonus round. Bonus round. Step on in, take a buzz and a listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, but welcome to the bonus round. Hey, the bonus round is the part of the show where Pernell and I focus on remixes and covers and arrangements that are still based on our theme. And this theme, two variations of infiltration. <laughs> this theme is all about the professional Street Fighter player, Lee Sung Woo, a.k.a. Infiltration. And this is a very important song. This is the theme of Nash from Street Fighter V, 
which was his first main when Street Fighter V was first released in 2016. And this is a remix called the Who Dat Remix by Sir J. It's really cool. I think the Charlie Nash theme is the best track of Street Fighter V. Oh. And I hope you enjoy it. I got a great story to go with it. I'm ready.
That was the Charlie Nash theme from Street Fighter V, the Who Dat remix from Sir J. Who Dat, Who Dat? Who Dat. Who? All right, 2016 for now. The Evolution 2016. This is the first Street Fighter V Evolution tournament. Um, Street Fighter V had just been released. It's only been out for a few months. The big tournament in Las Vegas after eight years of Street Fighter IV. And... Um, you have this huge buildup, yeah, and then you just stop. And then I just stop. I just burped. Anyway. The most amazing thing happened. No, it was great. Uh. Um, no, so um, L.I. <laughs> uh, Joe, a.k.a. Long Island Joe, plays mm-hmm. Nash, and he took it all the way up into the top, the top eight of the tournament, which is one of the first for an American player to make it to top eight in a very, very long time. Did Infiltration take him out in the mirror match? Infiltration took everybody out in the mirror match because Charlie Nash was like probably the top character when the game first came out. Oh, so most people were actually using him? Yes, and so yeah, Infiltration used Nash at the beginning and just destroyed everyone. But when I play training mode most of the time, I have um, Nash's theme playing so that I don't get stuck with Abigail's theme or <laughs> like a random theme. You might have to let me hear this theme when this episode's done recording because yeah. I need to know what the heck this is. Was so cool. bad about it. Well, I like why the, it's not bathroom buddies? I, yeah, I like this remix because it's it's very. Um, it's not bathroom buddies or bathroom bath. I can't remember the exact name, but the, but the bathroom theme for the Bay Area Steve, which is where Abigail's. Oh on. yes, yes, yes. Where you're fighting through like the 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 public restroom. Yeah, that's the best jam in that game, yeah. hands down. Um, no, I liked this remix because it was kind of like a kind of a slow beat to it. It's very cool. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, yeah, not what I expected from someone named Sir J with the Who Dat remix. Who Dat? Yeah. Gotta be stopped. Yeah, it's very cool. Very, very cool. I do enjoy it. I do so, enjoy that. But yeah, 2016 was a very, very exciting um, evolution. Um, it was the first in, the, um, in Las Vegas at the Mandalay Bay um, Arena, which is where boxing matches take place. And so. Um, like inside the ring? Yeah, they, they fought inside the ring. Like they had a big setup there. And as um, Joe was walking down, everyone screaming, USA, you, and it was just, the place was going insane. See, that, that's the kind of thing that makes he, fighting tournaments awesome. Oh, he didn't take it all like away, the but he won that first match, and everyone was going crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So, I mean, to watch it, and then at the very end of it, um, I think it was this the 2016, um, was it 2016 or was, or was it 2015? Was check. it soda all over the counter? <laughs> no, let me check my notes. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it was 2016. Um, so he goes into finals against Fudo, who plays, um, uh, uh, uh Rainbow Mika. <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like a, th- thug, like a cop, like a criminal or something, like a criminal. Uh, better stick Fudo on him. Anyway. He'll take care of it. Yeah. And so they're going after, like that day. they play, um, Fudo's coming out of the loser's bracket. Um, Infiltration is in the winner's bracket. Um, Infiltration wins. And then the, um, the the camera goes to him. The microphone goes to him. They said, How, "What were you thinking during the match?" And he looks at the at the camera and just says, "Download complete." What? And that was it. That's random. No, it's that's how that, it, it's a thing in fighting games where if you can read your opponent, it's like poker. You read your opponent, you can beat them. So he's downloaded his opponent. Ah, so like he, he understands said, everything about him. Yeah, and he has all this data. And the, for, I think all of his English he learned from Street Fighter tournaments. <laughs> so he just says, download complete. And everyone's like, oh my God, he's a robot. <laughs> you know, it was amazing. Yeah, Street Fighter's all about, you know, smash talk and stuff. So As it should be. As it should be. So that's my story. 2016 was Are a great Evo. Are you sticking Evo. to it? I'm sticking to it. That's my all my infiltration checks. <laughs> Not playing anymore. 
All right, what's, what's your bonus track? Well, I was going to go with Vert on this, but I came across a track that I heard for the first time a long time ago, and it's still stuck in my memory, so I'm going with it instead. So I couldn't do an infiltration episode without referencing the granddaddy of infiltration video games. That game, of course, being Metal Gear, the original Metal Gear, which may not be the original if you talk about the MSX, but that's for the historians to figure out. Sure. I'm talking about my first Metal Gear. <laughs> that's for the archaeologists to dig up in the future and, <laughs> and make their decisions based on that and rewrite history. <laughs> Where was Kojima? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who was he? Um, he was an ancient alien who built the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> it stealthily built them. Right. So this track is from the original, well, not from it, but it's like a remix from the original game Metal Gear from the NES. The composition title is called, Uh-Oh, The Beat Has Started to Move, composed by Kalal. That's it? <laughs> That's all you got. I just brought it up and just left it there. Just dropped it and dropped it like it was too hot.
Well, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that track because I certainly did. It was titled, Uh-oh! The beat has started to move from Metal Gear, a grand fastic medley composed by Kalal, also known as Kyle Fisher, from the OC Remix community. This mm. thing is mm-hmm. a gem. Very good. I've listened to it for years. Then it didn't listen to it for a very long time. And when this episode topic came up and it was time to look for remixes, I first thought, well, clearly it has to be something from Metal Gear. It has to be something. It has to be Sneaking Mission. It has to be a remix of Sneaking Mission. And then, almost like an old friend, this track resurfaced and it was like kismet. Had to be used. It's good. It was really good. I liked it. I liked that it. it was a medley of all these different tunes, but like in a really different way. I feel kind of weird too, because like I've gotten to this weird habit, mainly because of this show, where I find myself wanting to replay old games to kind of see how I feel about them, <laughs> yeah. like, whether I like their music still or if I dislike the game. But like it now, like I'm playing uh, Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, you were posting about that on Facebook. Like you were super into it. I'm going to finish that game. Uh-huh. And like I wanted, now I want to do Metal Gear because actually I owned this as a kid, but yeah. I'm not sure if I beat this without using cheats. Oh no! Yeah, because this game was not easy. It was a hard game. Yeah, these old, these classic games were. They gave you, they gave you the business. Yes, like La Mulana, because this was originally MSX, and I know La Mulana was originally MSX, mm. and both mm. of those games right. have like crazy difficulty spikes in them. And I did beat La Mulana without cheats, so I'm thinking if I could do it for that, and that game is convoluted with stupid, crazy clues. Why can't I do it with Metal Gear, which is also stupid, complicated with crazy, convoluted clues? Um, it just needs to happen. Need to try. Well, you don't need any cheats to go to rhythmandpixels.com. Well, unless well, you can't afford internet, in that which is case, the case, you, you need to cheat. But go there. You can use the you can use like your Starbucks internet or the library internet. That's the cheat. Yeah, go there for more information on the bonus round artists. We'll have links to their band camps and bios and SoundClouds everywhere where you can download their music, buy their music, and support these. Awesome artists. Yes. I can't beat this. Oh no! Dear my mind, please have it. Oh oh! Got to talk to Nintendo. Dear my mind, please have it. Oh oh! Ring, ring, ring. Nintendo speaking. Can you help me, please? Yes, I can with ease. Hold up, stay right, slow down, jump, call up, get it, you get stumped. Thanks, that advice. Man, that hot really sick. Thanks for joining us on episode 13-4 of Rhythm and Pixels. Our focus on the Street Fighter, professional Street Fighter player, Infiltration. As Rob said, thank you for joining us on our episode. <laughs> focus on Infiltration in games. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that little, uh, that, where do you find that, that weird, that weird, that weird Nintendo well, hotline thing? During my phase of finding really weird and crazy music, uh, a friend of mine back in the day named Nick Randall was also big on looking for crazy music. And he had me eclipsed wholeheartedly as far as like 
what he could come across. And he found this band called 14 Year Old Girls. And uh, that's the name of the band. Right. And uh, all like of their songs were bizarre. Flyer. Come out to see 14 Year Old Girls. Like, no, that's <laughs> kind of weird. I don't know if I want to do that. Thinking about maybe that's why they chose the name because <laughs> they wanted to mess with people. <laughs> but uh, that was a particular, a specific track from one of their albums. Cool. And as ridiculous as it sounded, I. I actually still think it's pretty I good. I think it's pretty good. I liked it a lot. Like, it just makes me smile. But um, mm-hmm. I maybe I should just go through my old repertoire of like crazy music and play it like the death metal song called, like, you know, Give Me Chocolate. Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of weird stuff. I loved weird music. Does Elise still have that, like, a database of like crazy music sitting around somewhere? I still have all my old stuff. It's like, as long as it didn't like get wrecked in like data corruption or uh, something. Were they CDs or was it a hard drive sitting around? Hard drive, okay. but the hard drive, you know, I've had numerous. Yeah. breakdowns over the years before I learned how to back stuff up. Well, if you'd like more information about the show, um, no. If you want to talk to us, if you want to say hi, if you yourself are a remix artist or a producer or a games composer and you want to talk to us, you want to get on the show, you want to say say hi, you want to you give want us to talk a gabba gabba hey, <laughs> send us an email at rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. If you want more information about our show, if you'd like a full track listing from all the episodes, if you want access to all of the episodes and all of the other little side projects that we are doing, go to the website. RhythmandPixels.com If you want to say hi to us across all of the social media channels, like Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or YouTube, um, though most of the conversation seems to be happening on Facebook, uh, check us out there. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. Um, if you'd like to support us in any other ways, you know, just share the show with your friends. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, you know, share share the show with people you know. Hit the subscribe button on whatever you're listening on. Please do, because as mu- as fun as this is to do, and as much as nice as want to try to get out to other people, mm-hmm. I honestly have no clue how to do that. And I think Rob is in the same boat. We're just like. How do you get people to try? Yeah, just you know, just try listening. No, it's it's helpful when you have a lot of spare time to listen to podcasts. Yeah. You already have that time filled up. If you're listening to This American Life, you can listen to Rhythm and Pixels. Hopefully, if you like this sort of thing. Yeah, if you like this sort of thing. But um, you can also support us on Patreon.com/slash Rhythm and Pixels, where we also like to thank all of our listeners. Also, now I'm trying to think about it. we should the Discord channel is still going strong too. Yeah, I haven't logged into the Discord in a couple of weeks. Per now, I'm, I'm there sorry. every day. I'm there every day. Okay, good. At least there's some representative in the Discord. If you want access to the Discord channel, the link is on the website. You just click it and it goes there. That's how it works. Yes, it's a chat room, and we get basically people come and go here and there and just chat about stuff. But the way Discord works with anything is that. The more people are actually utilizing it, the more active conversation will be. So it's just a matter of talking when you want to talk, and you'll get a response. We'll talk about crazy we'll things talk about like everything. dinner and dinner. Why, how I forgot to eat it. You forgot to eat dinner. I remember that day. We got our awesome man, Henrik, on there who has some of the most amazing running trails. I love this guy's photos of running trails. Oh, yeah. That guy's got some. He always puts some really neat photos. So. Yes. Um, but well, let's thank the Patreon subscribers. I want to thank first and foremost... Alex the Messenger for supporting the show for so long and supporting all great video game music podcasts. That They're man. all excellent, but Alex is superstar number one. I almost want to say he may well have become like the sort of guardian angel of the VGM <laughs> podcast scene because he's everywhere. He's everywhere. I love that guy. He hosts the um, he runs or he hosts or he's the the moderator of the VGM podcast fans. 
the Facebook group. Check that out. And also, they've got their own Discord, too, which is a little bit more active than, than ours, which is fine. Yeah. In fact, if you'd rather go there, just go there. No, don't you listen <laughs> to him. Go to both. Okay. Um, also, we want to thank Brian Kunkel for supporting the show. Uh, Bobby Arson, also, thank you very much for supporting the show. And, and also, I like chatting with you online. It's good, good, good dude. Wicked Sephiroth, the man. Um, he just had a focus on the VGM jukebox. Okay, Impala, Carlos, Morton Gangso, Henrik Anderson, we just talked about him, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, Brian Pitt, Chris Murray, Joe Vasallo, and David Smith. You haven't gotten his name wrong anymore. I didn't, right? I'm not sure if I'm happy or sad about that. Um, I also want to talk about the 24-7 live stream on our YouTube channel. You can check out that on rhythmandpixels.com. There's a link there where uh, Purnell and I have picked many, many tracks from multiple different games, and it just plays all day long. And also guest playlists from uh, Keyglyph from the VGM Jukebox and from Josh from the VGM Jukebox, from Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version Podcast, and also from Mike and Ed from Pixel Tunes Radio. And there's more where that came from, because Lots quite more. frankly, I'm barely tapped out over here. I got so much up there's here. There's so much more. The, 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 the stream is focused on only 8-bit and 16-bit music. Uh, for now, I'll probably expand it later, but right now, there is over 15 hours of music for now. That's, That's a lot of time. Over 400 tracks. That's a lot of hours at Burger King. I know that's saying. a lot. So yeah, if, if you're interested, check that out. It's nice to have. I play it. I play it at work a lot. And so you'll you'll see me hanging out in the chat room on YouTube. Um, and then so yeah, next week if everything goes well, we'll have a Patreon exclusive stream with all Patreon selected tracks. And if it doesn't go oh, well, yeah. well, we'll figure something out. That's I have, what we I have do. more favorite professional street fighter players i can choose from <laughs> no no this has worked out too well i got really excited about that that was pretty hilarious i'm like wait a what and you were you were giving me like clues where you were saying you know if you go and look it up you'll know exactly what i'm doing because it's perfect it fits me to a t and i thought I was like well i'm not gonna look it up i want to be shocked on right. the show <laughs> yeah. and i was <laughs> it was fitting and also uh we we're probably gonna do maybe one more pixel plays on this podcast feed before we branch it off into whether it's going to be a, a YouTube or if it's going to be its own podcast. But Pixel Plays is where Purnell um, tells me about what he's playing and tries to convince, doesn't do to convince me to play it, but games that he's excited about, right? Yes. And I like that. Yes. I think it's a cool format. It's a short format, short show. You can fit a lot in there. So um, yeah, if you're interested in that, check that out too. Pixel Plays with Purnell. Just gotta figure out how it's gonna host. We'll figure it out. Oh, and if you're new to the show, check out check out the last episode, thirteen uh, three, where we had two mellow on, and we talked about hip hop music. And he is the composer of twenty sixty four read only memories, and he did a um, he worked on Celeste with Lena Rain, an amazing composer, really chill guy. I really really liked having him on. Just a friendly person, and mm-hmm. he's true to his name too. Yeah, we have very he was very mellow, um, but really insightful. Um, he had a lot of cool things to say about the music and about Jet Set Radio and about how he made the how he made his tracks. Very cool. So if you're interested in any of that, check that out. It's a bit of a longer episode. A lot, a lot of music in that. But that's all I've got. You got anything else you want to say, Purnell? Anything you want to say to the audience? No. Anything you want to say to me, Purnell? No, I want to take a nap. <laughs> all of my animals have run into the room at the same time. 
It's an episode of the Jungle Book right here. Except for the wine cat who's just staring at the door like, I should, but she's, I don't want to. She's as close as she's going to get. Such a wacky animal. Yeah, weird. it's a weird cat. I'll post pictures of the cat online. Go to facebook.com slash rhythmandpixels to look at my cat. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what everyone else on the internet's doing. That's right. Um, it's the best cat. Best cats. Mm, well, I can't compete. I don't have any cat. <laughs> well, this has been the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. Tell Purnell to get a cat. My name is Rob Nichols. <laughs> and I'm Purnell. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Tell Purnell to get a cat. <laughs> remember... Honestly, we are always talking about the idea or the desire to just tell everybody what we think. We want people to know stuff. We want to put it out there. Ramble, ramble, ramble. I am a living proof. But there is something to be said for actually getting the skinny on another person and the way they think, feel, and just generally are. Sometimes they'll give that to you. Sometimes they just won't. And which is where it makes a little bit of nice sense to just sort of infiltrate in a nice, positive way. Learn about a person, talk to them, slowly get them to reveal themselves to you, and then in turn, you will form a bond. And it's amazing what you can get out of a person just from dialogue and discussion. Mm-hmm. And that's how some of the best contacts and connections are made just by letting another, just getting into another person's head and learning more about them and becoming that much closer as a, as a bond. Mm-hmm. It's just a wonderful feeling. Infiltrate your friends. <laughs> Minds. There you go. Get to know them better. In a very aggressive way. <laughs> That's not what that meant. <laughs> but it fits the theme of the episode. I'm sticking with it. <laughs>